Goodness is not goodness if the means of achieving it are wrong. St. Gregory the Theologian, First Theological Oration. Hello, and welcome to our show, Call to Lead, an Orthodox Christian Perspective. I'm Dimitri Fardellos, and I'm joined today in conversation with my co-host, Mary Scott. We are spending this season discussing Orthodox servant leadership. But before we get started, we want to thank all of our collaborators, His Eminence, Metropolitan Nathaniel, the Greek Orthodox Metropolis of Chicago, and our strategic planning goal team. Without their support, this would not have been possible. For today's conversation, we're excited to welcome Deacon Perry Hamalis to talk with us about Orthodox Christian leadership. In addition to being a married deacon, Father Perry is the professor of religious studies at North Central College in Naperville, Illinois. That's where he teaches full-time and has been doing so for the past 17 years. Father Perry has degrees from Boston College, Holy Cross School of Theology, and his PhD from the University of Chicago. Father Perry is an expert in Orthodox theology and ethics. Father Perry, thank you so much for joining us. It's my great pleasure to be with you, Mary and Dimitri. Thank you for having me. Welcome, Deacon Perry. Today's topic is Orthodox Christian leadership. When we join a church organization, we do so because we want to serve Christ, our parish, and our community. We do this for a greater purpose, not for money or power. Then why do we use management styles that are better suited in a business setting? As Orthodox Christian lay leaders, we need to embrace a different type of leadership style, a servant leadership style that is based on the example and teachings of Jesus Christ. Today's program will give us an opportunity to better understand Orthodox Christian leadership and why it is important to use this approach in our parish, community, and even in our workplace. Mary? Father, I have to ask, what makes Orthodox Christian leadership distinctive? Well, uh, thanks for the question, Mary. I think we can answer that really in two ways. Um, first is how, how is Orthodox leadership different from the leadership that we typically see in the world around us? And then second, how, if at all, is Orthodox Christian leadership different from leadership in other churches or in other Christian communities? That's awesome. So let's dive in. How is it different from worldly leadership? Well, worldly leaderships, uh, worldly leaders are often motivated by self-interest, um, a desire for profit or fame or status or power. And worldly leadership is typically structured like a pyramid. We've all heard that pyramid structure for management in, in the business context. In that model, leaders are at the top and others are basically striving to please the people who are above them so that they can move up and gain more power or profit or status for themselves. So in worldly organizations, of course, this is a generalization, but in most worldly organizations, people near the bottom will typically do whatever it takes to move up. Um, and that's the mindset that we see in a lot of corporate and, and certainly political contexts. Orthodox Christian leadership, I would say, is different because it's grounded in the person and teachings of Christ. And Christ tells his followers um, that their way of leadership has to be different. Um, 
in Matthew chapter 20, Jesus states, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. It will not be so among you, but whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant, just as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's Matthew 20, 25 forward. So this is not only a real difference, I would say it's a, it's a radical difference, a fundamental difference. Christ flips the world's thinking upside down. Whoever wishes to be great must become a servant, right? And Christ backs this up by doing exactly what he teaches. He came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. If I can just share one example, an image that I find very helpful, uh, one of our most recent saints, Saint Silouan, the Athenite, and his disciple, Saint Sophroni, the Athenite. Uh, Saint Sophroni established the monastery of Saint John the Baptist in Essex, England. Uh, Saint Sophroni writes that Christ turns the pyramid of worldly power upside down, and thus achieves the ultimate perfection. Christ, who is himself God, infinitely higher than the top of the human leadership pyramid, inverts or flips that pyramid, placing himself at the very bottom point below all of humanity so that all can relate to him and be saved and sanctified through him. And for us, this means that if we want to follow Christ as leaders, we will not move up the ladder or the pyramid, but move down in service to others, in humility, in sacrifice and love. And this, I think, is quite different from most of the leadership we see in the world. Father, before we go further, how would you define leadership? And how can a lay leader navigate the line between effective leadership versus simply telling someone what to do or think? Yeah. Well, leadership, uh, as you know, Dimitri, has been defined in many different ways, and each definition, I think, has some merit. Um, but I would say that leadership is the skill of influencing others toward the achievement of a goal through character that inspires confidence. Uh, and each of those components, you know, is, is relevant. So it, it's a skill. It's something that we learn through practice. It entails influencing others, which, which also means, of course, that it carries a huge responsibility because we are influencing others as leaders. It has a telos or a goal, which is the destination that's being pursued together. And it stems from a person's character, from our moral ethos. Christ, I would say, certainly embodies this definition of a leader. But leadership, it's important to say, is something that each of us can develop. It's not really about a position or a title that someone holds. As I think we all can attest, you know, there are authentic leaders who have no title, right, or no position. And there are some folks that have titles who really aren't authentic leaders. Instead, leadership is about how a person's character motivates others to collaborate toward a shared purpose. And in the Orthodox Church, that shared purpose on the biggest level is holiness. Holiness for our neighbors, for ourselves, and, and really for the whole creation, the whole cosmos. That's a helpful definition. So based on that description of leadership, 
How does being an effective lay leader compare to simply telling someone what to do? Uh, that gets at a really important point. Are you, Dimitri or Mary, familiar with the distinction between the terms power and influence? Isn't power more about force and influence more about inspiring others to act voluntarily? Yeah, that's that's really well said. Not everyone uses the terms these uh, uses these terms this way, but I think it's a distinction that highlights a really important difference between the approaches of power and the approaches of influence. And it gets back to you know the the question that that Dimitri had posed. So I think we can say that anyone with power can tell others what to do and oftentimes can even make them do it or at least pressure them to do it with some kind of threat. And this is the worst form of worldly leadership. It is basically tyranny, bending others to your will. And it's absolutely not an Orthodox Christian approach. On the other hand, influence like you said, comes from who you are. It comes from your character, from the trust that others place in you because of who you are, because of the relationship that exists between the two of you. Influence, we can say, is a Christian way of motivating or guiding other people. Christ led his disciples through influence, not through power. People followed Christ willingly, right? not because they felt pressured to do so or forced to do so. So like us, Christ was working with volunteers. He was, he was not you know, managing uh, paid employees or commanding an army of, conscript, of conscripted soldiers. People followed Christ freely because they got to know him and they came to trust him and they witnessed his authenticity. Most of all, they followed him because they experienced his love. So let me make sure I got that right. So just telling someone what to do or think is leading with power, whereas effective or authentic leading is actually leading with influence. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. We need to remember that God saves and leads humanity not through force, but through respect, not through mandates and threats, but through invitations. God, we can say, honors, uh, we see that God honors human freedom all through Holy Scripture, from allowing Adam and Eve's rebellion to waiting for Mary, the Theotokos, to give her yes at the Annunciation. We see this in so many of the miracles from the paralytic at the Sheep Gate, whom Christ asks, do you want to be healed? To the last book of Scripture, the Revelation, where Christ states, listen, I am standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come into you and eat with you and you with me. So think about that, right? God leads through freedom, respect, and love, through earning trust and inspiring others to collaborate, through influence, not through power. And this, I think, is how we should strive to lead in our parishes as well. Father, You mentioned at the beginning that leadership in orthodoxy might be different, not only from worldly leadership, but from leadership as it is understood by other Christians. Can you say more about this? Sure. Well, I think it's important to acknowledge that most Christian churches emphasize servant leadership. 
They cite Jesus's words uh, and his actions recorded in scripture. And this idea of servant leadership is not certainly not exclusive to orthodoxy. And I would even go so far as to say that, you know, many non-Christian religions acknowledge that many non-Christian religions emphasize the significance of, of leading through service or being a servant leader. And also leading through this idea of influence instead of leading through power. You know, one example that comes to mind would be, uh, would be Mahatma Gandhi, whose method of nonviolent direct action, Satyagara, is, I think, an example of this. So it's not something exclusive to orthodoxy. Having said that, I think that our approach as orthodox is distinctive because of the resources of our tradition, the ethos of our faith and also the structure of our church. Can you expand on this a bit more? Well, our tradition, for example, includes Holy Scripture, and Scripture is the most significant element or component of our Holy Tradition. So the many teachings and examples of servant leadership that are, that are present in Scripture are part of our resources for thinking about leadership. But our tradition also includes other sources, like the writings of the church fathers and mothers, uh, the divine services, our hymnology, our icons, canon law developed over the years, uh, the writings of the ascetics, and the lives of the saints. And I would say that the lives of the saints are an especially valuable resource for uh, informing our approach to leadership as Orthodox, because the saints offer um, situations and present situations that are very similar to our own lives, right? They also relevant because there's not a single way of being a good leader. And we see this in the lives of the saints. The saints are, are very diverse, but they're all holy and they're all good leaders in somewhat different ways. Having said that, I, I love this one quote from, from the Desert Fathers that says, the saints are like a group of trees, each bearing different fruit, but watered from the same source. Right? So that we get that diversity of fruit, but we also have that same source, the Holy Spirit, their, their relationship with the Holy Trinity that is watering and fueling their bearing of fruit. Thanks, Father. You mentioned the structure of the church. How does servant leadership fit within a hierarchical church? Yeah, that's really a good question. I think that, uh, you know, absolutely, we, we are a church with hierarchs who govern collaboratively through synods. And we have a structure. We have a toxis for bishops and priests and deacons, etc. But rather than focusing on us being a hierarchical church, I would say that we are even more fundamentally, a charismatic church, because the Holy Spirit animates the Orthodox Church. The Holy Spirit works through leadership within the laity as well as the clergy, works through this structure, this toxis, this order of this ecclesiastical order. So every Orthodox Christian receives the gift of the Holy Spirit and when they are baptized and chrismated. And this means that we all, all of us in the church have a charismatic role, an inspired role, a role as leaders, we could say. And when we open ourselves to God and lead, 
the way that Christ and the saints led, prayer, humility, respect, then others want to follow and collaborate with us. So I think, as we said earlier, leadership is not essentially about a position or a title. Orthodox leadership is the Holy Spirit working in a Christian to influence others. And that happens not, as we said earlier, through power, but through a kind of influence or motivation of others that's voluntary, that respects their freedom. And it does that toward the achieving of the mission and goals of the church. In other words, to become better Orthodox leaders, we have to be continuously striving to become a dwelling place of the Holy Spirit, in St. Paul's words in Ephesians 2.22. If we become a dwelling place of the Holy Spirit, that charismatic quality of leadership is the driving force, is the energizing force of what we do within the church. Father, you've given me a lot of different things to think about and traits to try to emulate. As we wrap up, I'd just like to summarize a few of the key concepts that we talked about in our discussion. Orthodox Christian leadership differs sharply from much worldly leadership as it has a different goal, holiness and salvation, and a different way or a means of achieving the goal. One of the things that we also talked about was Orthodox leadership is grounded in the example and teaching of Christ. All of us, laity and clergy, are invited to follow Christ's example. Another point that we discussed was that leadership is the skill of influencing others towards the achievement of a goal through character that inspires confidence. And Orthodox leadership is not about a position or a title. And it's not something that's restricted to the bishops, the priests, or the parish council officers. Each and every one of us are called to be leaders as recipients of the Holy Spirit at our baptism and our chrismation. What makes leadership orthodox is not just the goal being pursued. It's also the way in which the goal is pursued. This way should be characterized by influence and not power. And our last point is that Orthodox leadership is distinct from other Christian approaches because of our holy tradition, our ethos, and our structure. Father Perry, I'm so happy that you joined us for this kickoff of our new Call to Lead series. And so thank you again for joining us and sharing your insights and expertise. It was really my pleasure. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Dimitri. And uh, I think this is a really worthy project, and it's been an honor to be a part of it. Thank you.